0: Following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Moe Patton, here's Chris Yao.
1: Welcome into to a Thursday edition, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joy, and we are glad to be with you here again. Man, we have found our way to the other side of the hump. It's always nice. I don't know if you guys know this out. How- Outside of Murray County, but uh, it's snowing here a lot, and I've made speak for yourself
0: as Mo says. Speak for yourself.
1: Well, it's snowing here, and I've made. Is it not snowing in Lawrenceburg?
0: Just ice on the south end. Yes, ice, ice, baby. Uh huh. Mm. Yes, we've got snow in Williamson County.
2: I think that's all we've got, though. So. I don't know. I've not been outside.
1: (laughs) Well, because we all know that what JP Mo hates being cold. Mo don't like being cold. cold. (laughs) Uh, I've made one snowman. I've eaten one bowl of snow cream, uh, sweetened with caramel flavoring instead of vanilla. It was delicious. No bourbon. Um, I've not put bourbon in. It's not bourbon cream yet. Uh, That's for after the show. Mo. (laughs) Just, yeah we'll, we'll get to that part eventually uh but it's, it's been it's been nice uh charlie got to go outside and and she does not like snow at least she doesn't she doesn't like it snowing when it hits her face hmm. she might like it when it's not actually snowing and she can just play outside in the snow charlie but, may
2: be like papa mo
1: yeah she, charlie she might don't, like
2: she might not like being cold either, you
1: know? I don't think she does. I, I so. don't think she does at all. So, But anyway, we Smart are s- still at home, as you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at SM underscore TN Sports. Of course, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll get notifications each time we go live. If you subscribe as well, you can get notifications on Facebook when we go live. Uh, it's, you never know when we might go live. There's always some random times that, we just show up, <laughs> and so you know it, it might be worth having the notifications on. But Stop uh, what do, you doing? Because we're about to ruin the image <laughs> and oh. the style that you're used to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I got a little carried away there. My bad. Uh, we got a great show though. We have Jim Fay coming up on Coach's Corner, which is always a, a good time. Anytime we can get Coach Fay on, it's kind of like when we get Joe Williams on. You never know what might get said. <laughs> So it's must-hear radio, (laughs) no question. Uh, We'll also talk about the college football playoff, uh, some broadcasting news about the playoff tonight. So uh, it came out today, so looking forward to that. Some other broadcasting news as well that we'll talk about. College hoops, there was a, a few SEC games last night. We've got some games coming up tonight that we can talk about. And big news in the United States Football League. Except it's not news, so we're very confused. Uh, oh, let's uh, let's go now. to a Facebook message that Andrew the Earl Moore. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, hey. hey, four <laughs> haze. <laughs> hey. Glad, glad y'all are on. Gives me something to do while I'm stuck at the brewery. Tough place to get stuck. Are you kidding me? I think he's being facetious there. He I is know. a BS, little, yeah. It's a good place to get stuck, but uh, but y'all don't worry about him. Yes, don't worry about me. I'll survive. <laughs> yes, you I will. Bet he will. Andrew the Earl <laughs>
3: is
1: watching oh, man, us live Andrew. today. <laughs> Looking forward to talking to him about Sunday's game, Titans game tomorrow. We'll have him on the show. So uh, glad to have you watching and listening, Andrew. Again, we have a great show lined up. Big USFL news that came down today, but we don't know if it's completely official or not, apparently. So should be interesting. We'll talk about it. And, of course, we have a fantastic special guest today. I told you about it yesterday, but it is confirmed. Dr. Alan Seals, Chief Medical Officer of the National Football League, will join us in hour number two. So you're going to want to stick around for that. We've got a few top stories to get to, Mo. But before we do that, we have a short rundown today because we don't have any high school stuff to talk about so let's go ahead and give you what we can from yesterday's results today's schedule on the rundown this
0: is the rundown let's do it hey you the said Thursday it was sure. brought to you by barry b coble with Crestpoint point wealth management barry b coble with Crestpoint point wealth management offers personalized wealth management strategies there. for clients based on where you are in your financial journey Go see Barry at Crestpoint Wealth Management at 700 North Main Street in Columbia. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker dealer member of FINRA/SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, The registered investment advisor. Crestpoint Wealth Management and Cambridge are not affiliated.
1: We'll give her that one.
0: Merry Christmas, Mary. I guess I guess we will. Mary, Mary, so. Barry.
1: Merry Christmas.
2: Wednesday, junior college basketball action. Columbia State men went on the road and took a 58 49 loss over at Dyersburg State. The women's game was not played. Um, SEC men's basketball action. Alabama goes to Gainesville, gets an 83 70 victory over Florida. Tennessee struggled, did not lead <laughs> the until least. the first possession of overtime somehow defeated visiting Ole Miss 66, uh, 66 60.
1: me. Tonight's schedule, the Grizzlies host the Detroit Pistons at 7 p.m. in Memphis. Uh, as I told you yesterday with Pete Weber, the Nashville Predators on the road at the Los Angeles Kings. It's a 9.30 puck drop. Stay up late for that one. And in NCAA women's action tonight at 5 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, you can catch SEMO at Belmont. At 5.30 on the SEC Network, it's the 25th-ranked Texas A&M Lady Aggies at the 7th-ranked Lady Vols. And at 7.30 p.m. on SEC Network, following that, Vanderbilt hosts Arkansas.
2: In NCAA men's basketball action, specifically in the Ohio Valley Conference, UT Martin visits Gentry Center to take on host Tennessee State. That's a 6 o'clock start on ESPN News. At 7 o'clock on ESPN Plus, Southeast Missouri State plays at Belmont. And at 7 o'clock tonight, MTSU's men play at Rice in Conference USA play.
1: And that's going to do it for the rundown. Super short. That's okay. If you want to watch sports on TV tonight, not a lot of options. And like I said before the show off the air, yeah, there's actually there's not an NFL game tonight, which is unfortunate. Really was hoping to catch some random two teams that I never get to see <laughs> on a <laughs> Thursday night game, but uh, I could not. So we have some semi sports news in our top stories. Uh, yeah. And I think this is a good chance to, um, promo behind the call with Maurice Patton, because we want you to understand that officials are in fact, human beings. And, Perhaps Jeremy Faison house of representative house representative. Uh, let's see, where, where is he the representative for
2: over in he East Tennessee? Some district
1: district 11 out of Cosby apparently lost his temper for the first time in his entire life. He's basically said, uh, and
2: that never happens. Huh?
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's never lost his temper. Um, Walks out onto the basketball court of his child's basketball game, points a finger in the referee's face, and then as he's walking out, tries to grab an official's breeches and pants him. And, boy, that's that's something. Who, why, I mean, who does that? I've never... Seen, I, I mean, I've seen I've seen people try to fight officials, but I've never seen that particular <laughs> type of incident with a high school official. Absolutely crazy, or any I, other. <laughs> I mean, well, at the at the higher levels, you know, you have some some security, but at, I mean, even at the you know, our level that we officiate, Mo. I mean, if somebody tried to pants us, I think it would just be the most, I would just turn around and laugh and be like, what what are you doing?
2: Yeah. What, what would possess you to do that? Why would, if you're Uh, going to do something to an official, why would that be what you were going (laughs) to do? That's the question. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Maybe, maybe, maybe some of our, Interview subjects on Behind the Call can tell us some of the most amazing things that have happened to them during a game. I don't think being pantsed would be among them, though. But um, we do have a the second Behind the Call podcast up with Charles Watkins, Nashville resident, who has um, officiated at some of the highest levels of college basketball and softball as well. Very well-versed and diverse official Charles Watkins again on the current Behind the Call podcast that's available wherever fine podcasts are sold. So be sure to check that out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's always fun to get to talk to those guys. Um, next, Mo, on our list, the New York Times announced hmm. they have purchased The Athletic for $500. And fifty million dollars, not the Atlantic, the Athletic. <laughs> Big difference. Need to understand the Athletic is. You know, we, we've had we've had David Ubbin, David Ubbin on this show. We've had uh, Jason Jason Kersey, Kersey just recently. Uh, Joe Rexroad. Covers, Joe Rexroad works with the Athletic. We've had a lot of folks from the Athletic join our show, and both subscribers to Said websites one of the only things That I subscribe to nationally I mean I subscribe mm-hmm. to some local stuff I still subscribe to the Daily Memphian for You know some state news over there And that sort of thing but that's that's one of the only National things that I subscribe to And I'm, I I hope that this Enhances what we get From them uh, and, and doesn't get a little you know, Doesn't get Too crazy with the paywalls Because New York Times can get wild with their paywalls <laughs> So I'm hoping that nothing changes in that regard.
2: Yeah, um, they, they do some really fantastic stuff on a national level, like you said. They, um, and, and it saves you from having to subscribe to a bunch of different media outlets to, to get the same type information, and they do a great job with it. I mean, during baseball season, David O'Brien, with the Braves is is pretty much our go-to guy. And so everything out of Atlanta, both in baseball, Jeff Schultz, all of that stuff. It's great stuff. And so hopefully like you said, they will continue to perform at that level and continue to provide that access that that we've grown used to over the life of the athletic, not the Atlantic
1: it's a very important <laughs> distinction man uh yeah you know they do su- they do such a good job and and, and i hope I, I feel like that's going to continue i know they just hired ken rosenthal from mlb so that didn't take long Well, no. rosenthal was uh relieved of his duties by the mlb network and then quickly snatched up by the athletic but yeah i mean that's that's the level of uh, of coverage you're gonna get you're gonna get the best of the best i mean th- these are guys who have been doing this for you know a long time who have the 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 real and true uh, relationships with these owners gms players it's it's nice to have that so it really is it. it's
2: been very enjoyable it's some of the best money journalistically that I've spent so
1: the Antonio Brown saga continues. It's weird. It's wild. Should have been a wild and wacky yesterday, I guess. Uh, I don't know what to make of it at this point. I, at one time, I thought he was telling the truth, and now, heck, if I know, man. So, anyway, we got some. We, we we we've got better things to talk about, including handing out some hardware on the other side of the break, and we'll talk to Jim Fay, Coach's Corner. So. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. We'll return to the Lee Company studio after these messages from our Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof.
1: and outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: Local sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. Here's Chris Yao.
1: Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Breeze in by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, JP Plant here with you. And boy, what a Thursday show we've got lined up. And it's continues, but really just kind of getting started, Mo. You know, that first segment, eh, we just talk. This one here, we get a chance to speak to folks who you know have some pull in this world. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. But before we do that. Why don't we hand out some hardware? Let's do it. The end-to-win life team of the week. This is last week. And it is presented by our friends at Custom Stone Handlers, Ned Rich and the folks. This one's going to go to the king of the hill, Summit. Summit boys.
2: Um, As we mentioned earlier this week, if you're going to put on a tournament, you might as well win it. And um, summit with a forty-five thirty-eight win over station camp, a sixty-three fifty-four win over page, and a sixty-three forty-seven win over Lebanon last week, taking the title at the king their king of the hill holiday classic, and um, that Lebanon win, no small feat. I think Lebanon had won fifteen straight or so coming into that game, so. Um, big win for for the spartans improved to um seven and seven on the year with that victory i think so um nice nice little stretch for the spartans and i guess we're going to talk a little bit more to the architect of that tournament victory here and just well the architect of that tournament here in just a second but uh, yeah congratulations to the spartans
1: and finally our mtbj mid tennessee bone and joint player of the week also over in Summit, on the mats, Jarvis Little.
2: I guess it should really be Wrestler of the Week this week or Athlete of the Week. But yeah, the um, the Summit sophomore went 8-0 on the mat, um, won four matches, picked up a couple pins at the Wilco Super Duels over in Franklin. Then he won the 120-pound championship at the Mayor Garston Battle for Independence tournament at Indy. Again, with a couple of pins in that one as well. So um, Jarvis Little Summits, 120-pounder, the MTBJ player of the week for the week of December 27th through January 2nd. So congrats to both of them.
1: There you go. So that's the hardware. Let's get to the man, the myth, the legend himself. Let's talk to Summit Boys basketball coach Jim Fay. Joining us now on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Coach, thanks for joining us here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart in Chapel Hill. Renee Hart and the fine folks at uh, From the Heart Cafe are doing a fantastic job keeping you fed through the holidays and all year round. So make sure to go see them over in Chapel Hill. From the Heart Cafe, proud sponsor of Coach's Corner. Coach Faye, welcome in.
4: Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate
2: it. You may not want to go visit From the Heart today.
0: No,
1: probably not.
2: But but
4: yeah, they well, you know crazy. I got out early and went to Walmart for cat litter, so uh, I'm done. I'm good.
2: Well, I just happened to see a picture on Facebook since we got started. It looks like you are taking advantage of the snow day doing a little remodeling.
4: Well, I've been wanting to work on some of my card sets and uh, I've had to put several uh, big, large containers in my bedroom. So my wife's not real happy about that. So I had to get my shelving put back together in my office at home. Otherwise, uh, I'll be sleeping out in the garage, and it's a little bit too cold for that right now. It,
2: it's definitely too cold to sleep in the garage, and and I could see her doing that. So, yeah, that's probably a good call today, Jim. Um, we talked or we texted back and forth after your semifinal win over Page last week, and mentioned that you were going to need some luck going into that Lebanon game last Thursday. What, from where you sat, happened in that in that final game? I mean, that's that's got to be a huge victory for you guys.
4: Well, you know, it was interesting because uh, Jared Hall, he'd been out the previous two games. They, they beat a good independence team without Jared, and I think that was one of the best things that could happen to Lebanon to, to win a game. A matchup like that, and not be at full strength. They were missing him and uh, Yarwin, Yarin, Yarwin, Yarwin uh, Alexander, another really good player. They were both out, and their other guys just stepped up and played great. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe, maybe you know, some things have happened. Uh, Alexander came back the second day, and then everybody smiled at me when they rolled in on Thursday because Hall came walking in as well, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. And they'd already beaten us pretty good, uh, earlier in the year, but, uh, our kids were motivated and we started out and played real well to start with. And then there was just a, just a real, uh, unfortunate incident. Hall got frustrated because he missed a couple of, of probably really makeable shots and he wasn't happy. I guess the crowd got on him and he just lost his composure and I, You know, I think he's a highly talented player, and he lost his composure. But take nothing away from my team. We were winning the game when he was in, and uh, the the number of technicals really kind of hurt them. But I don't know that they got within 10 points in the second half. So even the the team that played really well the first uh, game of our tournament, even with those guys plus a talented Alexander, they couldn't. They couldn't overcome what we were doing, and and our kids just really played well. And it was it was by far the best uh, best we played this year. But I'd I'd go out and say that uh, since I've been at Summit, probably the best that uh, one of my teams has played overall. And that's
2: got to be a great confidence builder, I would think. As highly touted as that Lebanon team has been, you know. Like you said, with or without Hall or Alexander, Jim McDonald does a great job. Uh, McDowell, I'm sorry, does a great job over there. And um, to beat those guys, especially having lost to him earlier in the year, like you said, it's got to be a huge feather in y'all's cap.
4: Well, absolutely, Mac- McDowell does a great job. Um, you know, the funny thing is that I, I felt like we could have, we could have, and should have played them better the first time. But, uh, bad scheduling on my part was a a factor. We, uh, we played a game against Mount Juliet on Thursday night at Mount Juliet, turned around and came back, (coughs) excuse me, and played them on a Friday night and they didn't have a Thursday night game. So, you know, made it kind of tough. Our kids probably didn't uh, have a chance to regroup fatigue wise, but we're still young and we're still trying to, to find ourselves and, uh, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs with this team, but I, I think as we move forward, we're going to have a lot more ups than downs.
1: Coach, as you, you know, continue and say that the, the ups and downs are going to continue, but, you know, that's the time for ups and downs is before Christmas and, and before you come back. Now that you are looking to get into district play, you know, obviously consistency is key. How do you feel like this district <clears> – <throat> You know, kind of matches up with the one that you guys were were in last year. Now things have kind of changed a little bit. How is this district different, and uh, what are you looking forward to out of it?
4: Well, I like the uh, I like the ability to schedule people uh, outside of my district that I like. You know, friends, uh, uh, peers that I have good relationship with. You know, uh, Troy Allen at uh, Green Hill, McDowell over there at Lebanon. You know, Kippy Brown at Beach, I like the opportunity to play a lot of various, you know, teams and competition because we have a smaller district. And I think that's, I think that's a real positive. I know a lot of people don't like hunting for games, but, you know, we have so many, uh, You know, one game matches with everybody that will return next year, so it's just a flip-flop on the schedule, and schedule-wise makes it work really well, and by playing a lot of different coaches and a lot of different teams and styles, it gives us the opportunity to see a lot of different looks so that really nothing can totally catch you off guard when you get into district play. Now, our district went from a nine-team district to a five-team district. We picked up a very good Columbia Central team, and um, they're really talented, athletic, well-coached. Uh, Nick Campbell does a good job over there. And then uh, we have our rival, Independents, and then we have uh, a very good Ravenwood team that made it, made it pretty, uh, pretty far in the tournaments last year and uh, also Nolensville has moved up and i've had some experience playing Nolensville over the years when they were double a and i was at uh, east nashville in double a so i like the uh, i like the league i like the you know the opportunity to make different schedules out and, and play different people and not just feel like i'm you know almost strangled being having to play all these teams I, you know there's drives that you just don't want to make sometimes but i, I like this schedule i like this opportunity and, you know, you're going to have three teams based on a five-team district. You're going to have three teams that automatically qualify for the region tournament. And uh, when you have that situation, it's obviously every game is very important to, to try to get as higher seed as possible. You know, you'd like to be out of that four or five play-in game, but everybody's going to be a tough out.
2: Speaking with Jim Fay, the Summit Boys basketball coach here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Hard Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Uh, Jim, we talked about that King of the Hill Holiday Classic tournament victory and the big win over Lebanon. Then you come back out earlier this week and you drop a tough one to visiting Franklin, and I know that's not the way you would have wanted to build on that momentum. Um, Supposed to play Independence tomorrow night? Any word on that one yet, given the weather situation?
4: Yeah, we're um, we're looking right now at possibly rescheduling for Saturday night, if that works. But, you know, that's just a possibility. That's a thought. If not, we'll have to look, you know, at next week or the week after possibly because um, obviously it's a big game. It's a big rivalry game, everybody in this area. I'm a mile from Summit High School sitting here in my house, and my school is actually in – one mile from Summit, I'm actually in the independent zone. So, our uh, our school zones are really kind of blurred in terms of lines. But uh, it's a big game. We You know, everybody looks forward to those games. We split with them last year. I have a new coach, Coach Wilkins, who uh, has done a good job with them so far. We've got good players. Uh, really good school over there. And we're, we're excited about that. But I just – I don't know. You know, I'm sitting here looking at uh, – all this uh, glorious white snow, and I don't expect to get out there and uh, definitely not play tomorrow, and I'll, I'll be kind of I'm apprehensive about having the opportunity to play on Saturday. It just depends on how things uh, melt down and evaporate and warm up.
2: And and that's a, as Chris mentioned, that's a district game in, in addition to the big rivalry, so it's kind of tough to, to have the build up and then have to try to get that rescheduled, I would think.
4: It is, and, uh, you know, we, we've got a district schedule now that is, you know, it's hard it's hard in previous districts that you had to play, you know, play two, three, four district games before Christmas. Uh, the districts were so big. Now you can put all of your district games after the first of the year, and it also makes sure if you have football players coming back, then uh, – that gives you a chance to get those guys back and, and get a few games under their belt before you have to go on and, and play the most meaningful games of the year. Uh, all the games have some meaning to you, but the district games are obviously the most meaningful games because that sets you up for seeding in your district tournaments.
1: District tournaments being, you know, obviously what what we're all working toward, but... You guys have played a difficult schedule to this point. You you know you and I talked, I guess it was the semifinal football game, but you know you've got a lot of young kids who are kind of finding themselves. So uh, that's that's the most important thing is getting getting these guys experience against tough tough competition to get ready for that district tournament.
4: It is, and you know I, I think we're in a good place right now, and I think um, I think the elephant you know that was always in the room about the the twins, the Wade boys playing basketball this year. Will they won't they obviously they're not playing and that's fine. I look forward to going up to Kentucky and, uh, watching them, uh, play for the wildcats next year. But, um, now that that is, uh, dead and buried, so to speak, we can get on and, and not have those distractions, those questions that we have to answer about people that are not with our team. And, um, we can go on and, and focus on the guys we have, and I think that's an, I think that's a real factor as well because uh, we've got a really good program, we have got a good young group, and uh, you know each year we'll continue to add a piece or two here, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be something that uh, that lasts. I mean, we're going to compete every night. We're going to put in the best game plan we have. We're going to give guys the opportunity uh, to play, and they're not going to be just kind of pigeonholed into one role or another. I, You know, my, my offense is fair game, so I think that helps a lot. But, uh, yeah, now we've got three football players that came back, and those guys are, you know, getting their legs under them and starting to work for us, and, and they've helped us with depth as well. So we've got a lot of positives going right now.
1: Coach Jim Fay here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe. Coach, thanks for taking some time with us. We appreciate it.
4: Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having
1: me. All right. When we come back, we'll talk a little college, football, basketball, I don't know. We'll figure it out when we come back. Stick around. Let's see what it is. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mel.
1: Welcome back in. Hey, oh, there we are. <laughs> we were on the wrong side for a second. That was...
2: <laughs> I think JP likes to do that just to mess with us, man, just because he know, can.
1: He just wants to see a shuffle. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's kind of like in. the
2: Mike. It's like the Mike Tarico Chris Collinsworth slide on Sunday nights. So
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it works out for us, uh, man. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on this Thursday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. And Mo, I was scrolling through Twitter earlier today and found that the college football playoff national championship broadcast will once again include the film room which will have Jimbo Fisher on set uh talking about what's, you know, kind of breaking down things of what's happening on the on the game and I feel like, you know, Saban was on this one. He was on the film room, I think, you know, the, the year they lost the semifinals, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But it, he, he was on the film room one year. And it, it to me, it feels like this is just, all this is, is a simply a chance to build your brand, right? I mean, this oh, is yeah. a recruiting tool. This has nothing to do with, you know, a lot of folks will say, why on earth would you want to be on TV during the national championship game featuring two teams from your conference. Well, why simple. would you not? <laughs> it's national TV. That's why.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, mean, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. And, and I would think that there would be a lot of coaches that are like, you know, why that guy, why not me? You know, I, I would think that ESPN does not have any problem getting coaches for that assignment you know, to come on and talk during the national championship game about what they're seeing and, and what their team did and that kind of thing. Did a did and play Georgia this year? No. I, I so. think it, it would have perhaps been more interesting if you got somebody who was a common opponent of both of them, but Jimbo should be pretty good.
1: I, I think he will be. I think, you know, Jimbo is just a, is a character in, in and of himself. So I think that's part of it, too. You know, I, I, I think he's going to make compelling television. And I, that's probably why Jimbo was on the short list to, to do this. And he's also pretty knowledgeable and, and has worked with both of these guys. That's true. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think that makes a big difference, too. So I I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch
2: Georgia and Alabama's four common opponents were Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, and Tennessee. And I'm sure Sam Pittman would be interesting in a different kind of way, but um, yeah, I, I think Jimbo is a good, a good call given that info there. So
1: should be interesting. Also, the other broadcasts that we'll have, you'll have the hometown broadcast where you can hear local radio broadcasts uh, synced up with the video. That's what my dad and I watch during the Cincinnati game. We we love Eli Gold, so I mean, that's that's well, what's not we're to love. It's watch. Eli Gold. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what we're gonna watch probably. Um, also, they keep a a, a camera like a fixed to Saban. So <laughs> I think that's kind of, you know, unique and you always get to see something funny when oh, I'm sure. yeah. when he's involved in that. So I, you know, I'm just I I mean, do you guys would you guys rather watch I guess it's gonna be I guess it's gonna be Fowler. Right? Fowler, Herb Street and Holly Rowe. I would think. And apparently, I mean, Molly McGrath too.
2: That's typically what I watch. I typically just watch the regular, the regular broadcast. But you know, I'm um, I'm not into all the bells and whistles, the extra stuff. But you know, it's not bad. I'm sure I might check it out just to see what it sounds like.
1: Georgia Radio includes Scott Howard, Eric Zier, DJ Shockley. That's interesting. Did you uh, and and so it, it is, and you know one of the things that I w- I guess I watched uh, the uh, I watched the behind the voice or whatever the the ESPN documentary yeah or I've, documentary
2: I've heard of, I've heard about that and I've heard a lot of good things about it. I need to go back and look at it. Um, Man, you it's really should somewhere yeah it,
1: it's on espn plus i mean you can okay, find cool. it and it's it's really neat you know just when you i, I guess the the nostalgia of it all mm-hmm. obviously you know there's a lot of talk about john ward a lot of talk about uh jim Fife, john forney um and then you know a lot of the, about the new guys you know the, the guys who have kind of made a name for themselves as well so, I'm sure
2: there's some some talk about um, Jack Crystal from down in Mississippi State as well, and um, Neil Price all, is
1: actually on this this broadcast to talk or that show talking mm-hmm. about him, and that's that's pretty cool. Obviously, "Rapid in Maroon and White" is was a fantastic catchphrase, so yes, that's a lot of it. And mm-hmm. when I saw Neil, I was like, "Hey, I know that guy!" Right. Yeah. (laughs) so you know it's it's really cool to 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 hear those radio broadcasts Eli go it it was unique to me because obviously when I was I was really young when Eli took over for John Forney so I didn't realize that Eli got like some pretty threatening letters when he first took over (laughs) because he's a New Yorker I mean this is a guy who had no you know no ties to the university it was just very weird so it's unique, and that's why I like listening to – and now you can't think of Alabama football without thinking of touchdown Alabama. You know, that second A has its own syllable. <laughs> and so it's unique, it's fun, and I, I like to listen to that one. But But, yes. The dynamic want. of,
2: you know, those, quote, new – Broadcasters taking over for those old guys. I mean, like you said, I'm sure that Bob Kessling has a million stories about his reception as being the guy after John Ward, and it's it's been an experience. I'm sure.
1: I don't hate Kessling. I listen to Kessling, especially when I'm on the when I'm on the road. I mean, I, I guess it's just it's just different, right? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's people struggle with change especially when you've you know you associate a specific voice you know to your memories of watching or listening to college football oh yeah back, back then i mean back back when those guys were doing it and it was their heyday radio was what you got most of the time because not every game was on television
2: few games were on television
1: i mean yeah i mean it, you might get four or five tops you know in the 80s and now you can watch as many as you want every week so I, I mean I, I don't know I, I probably wouldn't get all upset over whoever took over for yeah you know, whoever I mean I mean literally there's I don't know who the most I guess Eli's probably the longest tenured voice in the SEC at this point at I would this say. point
2: I would think, yeah.
1: So, yeah. Anyway, um, I wanted to get to this as well because we, had, you you had mentioned something on Twitter <laughs> about getting <laughs> mm-hmm. a ride off of the Sunday night telecast, and I'm all for it, especially if he's on a completely different channel. I will definitely not be tun- tuning in, but. I'm all for A-Rod getting a Manning cast style broadcast where he has guests on during the game and, quote, breaks down what's happening on the field.
2: Again, if if this keeps him off of the broadcast that I'm listening to, let's I'm do it. it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sign me up. Yes, yes, this is a great idea.
1: Do that. Best best idea you guys have had in a while. Do that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like I used to say when I was covering NCAA women's basketball, the great thing about being at a tournament site that Mark Jones was at was that I didn't
1: have to hear him. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. You know, and A-Rod is just, it's not that he's bad for the broadcast other than I just feel like he's –
2: He somehow manages to take the focus off the game.
1: That. It's not <laughs> that he is – you know, he he's saying the wrong things. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes he does give you some good insight. But for the most part, it's, you know, when he's talking to Bryce Harper, it, you know, it, it's all about, well, you know, when I played Bryce this, 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 and this, and, or whatever, it, it's just – I don't know. Stop I just don't it. like it at all. Stop it. Stop it. You know, stop talking uh, about yourself.
2: That's it. Uh, we saw you play. You were good. Let's and, talk about somebody else. You know, <laughs> and but honestly, enough about me. <laughs> but enough about you. Let's talk about me. You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it always feels like every time the Braves play on Sunday Night Baseball, it is a, an anti Braves fest because they're always playing a major, a major market team. They're always playing the New York or the LA or Philly or whatever teams that, you know, have been media darlings and it's, it's never a Braves guy. It's never, you know, Freddie on the broadcast and, or anybody else for that matter. It's and, never. And the
2: thing. And it's usually the Braves winning. I don't, how do you get to be a media darling? Wow. Because it's not winning, apparently.
1: Clearly. I mean, we've, the Braves have won four straight division titles, and yet. Still, it's no, still
2: about everybody else in the East but them.
1: <laughs> it's all about the Mets right now. I don't know. I, I mean, I watched the Metting cast, and I think it's, it's unique. But I, once they stopped doing the – they stopped watching the game and started talking to everybody and their mom on the show, and it just – to me, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna watch a football game while I'm trying to listen to an interview. I mean, give me one or the other. Let's watch the game. Let's talk about what happened. I wanna hear I wanna hear Manning be like, you know, I and, wanna hear Peyton say something technical and then Eli give him crap for it. I mean, and that's, that's what I'm here for.
2: And and I thought that's what I've not watched one yet for an extended period of time, but I thought that's what the selling point was initially. You've got these two Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are going to break this game down for you in a unique way because they are, you know, because of their experience at quarterback in the NFL, they're going to give you some insight that nobody else is able to give you. But now you're in, you know, I don't want to sound like the grumpy old man that I am. But, you know, um, like you said, the guests that they're bringing on now don't lend themselves to that.
1: Yeah, nah, I, I, I could do without it. I understand the first week, you know, Peyton got a little crazy with the whiteboard and got a little technical and you missed part of the game talking about some other stuff. But, like, just give me an instant reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I want. Speaking of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, a friend of the show, Jeff Perlman, tweeted out earlier. He, he tweeted a picture of Kurt Warner's stats and said, how is Kurt Warner a Hall of Famer? Uh, to which I replied, because it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame Jeff, not the NFL Hall of Fame, and his time in the Arena League certainly lends itself to his resume. Uh, but also, he took the Cardinals and won a Super or to a Super Bowl. The Cardinals took him to a Super Bowl. So
2: I got thoughts about Kurt Warner, <laughs> but we're under the two-minute warning, so we don't really have time to get into him. I don't think so. Well,
1: no. We can I, always. I, Talk about it on the other side of the break. I'm here. Well, for it.
2: we can do that. Let's.
1: <laughs> Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer or not? Well, he is because he has a oh, hot, 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 Should hot. he be? Hot, 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 hot. hot takes coming on the other side of the top of the hour and college hoops talk. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. We'll be right back after this.